All right, guys, we are back with Out the Top, episode 18, August 1st, 2023, uh, back in Rock Life Studios. We have everybody's favorite co-host with us, Dan Carter. Uh, how have you been since our trip to um, uh, West Virginia? I've been good. I just, uh, I, I, I've been beat up since since West Virginia. Like, I've I've noticed, like, I've just been sore all week, I guess. But uh, other than that, we're, we're trucking right along. I would say that was pretty uh, – that whole place is pretty violent, uh, especially doing what we do at speed. Um, so we're going to do something a little different than the normal today. Uh, this first part of the episode is going to be for our normal listeners – um, we're going to talk a little bit about Hawk pride, where we're going this coming weekend, uh, where you guys are racing at. And then the second half of the episode, I don't think we ever actually done this at the beginning of the series. Um, we're going to go back and, you know, we, we, um, we talk every week and I feel like we're talking to a lot of people who are, uh, involved in the sport, who know what's going on who, you know, maybe some of our good friends, some of our competitors, we talk to them a lot. But on the end case, that we do actually get some new people. And they're like, what in the hell are these guys talking about? What I'm going to do the second half of the episode is we're going to hit you up. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I need you to answer those questions to me uh, like I've never been to a rock race. Right, yeah. Not necessarily, not not complete, like two-year-old, I have no idea what's going on. You know, a motorsports fan, somebody who's going to come to one of these things. But kind of explain to us what, um, you know, what, what happens during the weekend. Let's, we'll break all that down. So the first half of the episode is going to be just like normal. The second half is going to be kind of remedial for some, most of our listeners. Uh, but I feel like we need to do that. And then, of course, we'll have the rundown at the end. We'll talk, talk a little bit about the Ultra 4 race that happened this past weekend but we'll get uh we'll get right into our first part hawk pride um first win came there oh yeah uh one of my first races was at hawk pride in like 19 uh pretty cool little park i didn't get to uh when i was there the only time i've ever been there i didn't really get outside of the event area Rumor is they got some pretty good places to ride. Oh, uh, most definitely. You want to tell us a little bit about the park in general? Yeah, I'm I'm not really familiar, although I've got a lot of history with that park. Um, but I'm not really familiar as to like the acreage, the size of the park. But I, I know that there's pretty much two sides to the park. There's uh, the entrance to the park. You come in. And there's like a parking area right there in the middle. You can take a left and jump off the hill and go ride, or you can take a right. Uh, I don't see a lot of people back on the right-hand side, but there's there's some good riding on both sides of the park. So when I was there, you come in and, and you go up this big old hill and you turn into the park. And right as soon as you get into the park, looked like they had a pretty nice RV uh, lot there more on the left. 
then you check in on the right or whatever. But then, the, you know, they've got a couple of, I think a couple of little pavilions maybe on the left. And then the race hills are just literally right there. Right. Down over the hill. So for any spectators that want to come, I mean, that's a pretty good park to come. Uh, if you got a side-by-side, you can ride it down over the hill to uh, watch the race. Or if you don't, you can walk down there. It's not that far. It's just right. a pretty steep hill, best I remember. Uh, but it is doable. Uh, oh, yeah. And the distance isn't isn't crazy. But uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, I haven't heard where we're running. Um, there's a couple different, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like I said, I've only been there once. Um, there's a couple different areas within the same general area. Is that right? Like, like race areas. Right. Yeah. Two, two kind of sort of race areas. Both are within walking distance of, of the parking area. Kind of like, um, uh, for those of you who have been to dirty turtle, uh, when you, you know, we raced at dirty turtle, you come in and go down the hill. And then they had two or three different race areas along that creek bank. Uh, all really close, but, you know, far enough away to, to make it different. Right. Yeah. Uh, the first win came there. I don't know how many people have gotten. Uh, you were the only person that day to clear hill two. Right. Um. I don't know. Did is that where you all race the same same general area as, as last year? It was. So um, we we've raced that Hawk Pride a good bit, but for the most part, we've been running the um, No Respect Hill and what they call Maverick. It has kind of that general area is where uh, the the national rock racing has been racing the last couple of years. And then earlier this year, we ran the outlaw race and we were in the other section, which is, uh, probably, uh, I would say less than a hundred yards from the NRRA section where we raced to where we raced outlaw. So I'd say if outlaw ran the other place, I'd say you'll be back in the same old, uh, place from last year. It, if I'm guessing, I don't know. I've not talked to Clyde. It's untelling. He may have y'all jump in the building out front. We never know. Um, so which hill, if it, we'll find a video and I'll on the, the YouTube channel, when we post this, I'll, I'll attach the video to it. Um, the video of you skyrocketing the green buggy. Okay. Uh, which hill was that? So this was probably, I'm going to say 2018, 2019. And it was before anyone had climbed no respect till. And, and this took place at uh, Ricky Bur- Berry's birthday bash, which is, is known as RBD. And they put a bounty on that hill. And if I'm not mistaken, it may have been a thousand dollars. And uh, we hit that thing with everything we had. And, and after we shot it up like that, I think, uh, I don't think there was maybe like two or three people that tried it after we did. It was a pretty gnarly video. That was the one year. Uh, of course, every year I say, I'm going to try and get to RBD. And it's just Thanksgiving weekend, six hours away. Excuses, excuses, I know. Yeah. Um, every year I say I'm going to go. But that was the year. Like I was like, man, I need to go down there. And 
my 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 kid was not even one yet, and so I hated to leave him uh, and not work. You know, right. it's one thing to go when you're working, but it's another thing to leave them all when when they're at home and and you're out enjoying yourself. So I really wanted to come, but I talked myself out of that one. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Good. we'll get to RBD one of these years. But dude, I remember seeing the video of that when it first came up. And I was like, what in the absolute hell are you doing, Daniel? I was, yeah. it was just, uh, I can't remember how many views that got. Uh, oh, it was, it was, it was crazy. I, I'm going to say it's probably over a million easy now. And it got picked but, up. Clyde put that on the, um, the intro video. It was on there for the, for the race series. Uh, right. It was in four or five different places. Um, I've shared it on TikTok, I think a couple times. Um, that old buggy, old Franklin buggy, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's pretty cool because there's, um, like I said, I've got a lot of history at Hawk Pride. So if I'm not mistaken, when Clyde first started doing the Southern, what used to be Southern Rock Racing, I think we were the first Razor Buggy to have been put on his promo for the race series. Um, as far as like, it used to be just like nothing but the big bouncers. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, we were the first one to be put on his, uh, promo video. And then we also, as far as I know, I was still the first UTV to climb that hill. So fast forward a couple of years later, we raced, I, I don't remember if it was an outlaw race or, uh, I'm 99% sure it was outlaw race. They pushed dirt up on that thing. And I was, uh, signed up to race the outlaw race and I drew slot one for that outlaw race, which mean I had to go first mm. so that they incorporated that hill as a race hill. So we, uh, to my knowledge, were the first razor to have climbed that hill. And y'all have been running that pretty much. Listen, guys, for those of you, that hill previous to the to the dirt at the bottom, I don't think there's any side by sides getting up that. Right. Um the reason it's called No Respect Hill is Anthony Yaunt was the first one to make it up it and I, I'm not sure I can't remember what he was driving at the time. Uh I'm not sure if that was when he had the rooster buggy or if it was that ultra four I think it was that ultra four looking car. Buggy. Yeah. But uh that was that was at an uh I think that was at an outlaw race as well. That was gonna be their third hill uh because in outlaw they would race two races that the top five bouncers would move on to hill three. Yeah. And, but- and it was uh he was the first one to climb it and then I think Wes King climbed it that day as well. But with Yunt being the first one up, it he he was the fir- first one he got to name the hill. Yeah, but w- without that dirt at the bottom, and, it's, you know, it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly, and even yeah. now, I mean, we can go back and and the videos of um, um, the year you you won the race down there, uh, twenty what was it twenty one, um, right? Man, the a lot of side most of the side by sides made it, um that year with the ramp but it was still gnarly it wasn't it wasn't easy by no means um and i don't suspect if that's where we're at again don't suspect it's going to get any easier um let's just hope and for all you racers listen to me 
for all you racers who are running down there this weekend, go back from last year and watch the UTV class. I don't remember who it was, but there was a young man who decided to jump off that ledge at the top in his side by side. Uh, don't do that. Right. That was bad. That was, uh, that was Jonathan O'Mary. And I, I, for a second, I, I thought he was no longer with us. Dude, I was watching it on the live feed, and I was like, "What is he doing?" Yeah. Uh, he- so, so we're, we'll we'll set it up real quick. You go up this no respect hill, and then you more or less made a U turn, and you all had to come off this rock wall. Right. And they ramped it at the bottom too, so you could fall off of it and and get out. But how tall do you think that is? I would I would say that thing's twenty to twenty five foot. And that dude just sailed, sailed that buggy off there. No, no brakes. No. Yeah. Um, Guys, don't do that bad. Hey, Out the Top listeners, we have a special deal for you today to tell you about. If you enter code out the top at rockloffoffroad.com, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Rockloff Off-Road is one of the nation's top dealers in brands such as LW Fab, Super ATV, Trinity Racing, Maxima Racing Oils, all kinds of off-road tires and wheels, and much, much more. Rockloffoffroad.com, code out the top. Some exclusions do apply. All right, so here we are. Uh, told you at the start of the show, uh, on the second half of the show, we were going to do a little talking about um, about the series, about what it is, how it works. Um, so, like I said, for you, for you loyal listeners, uh, this is all going to be kind of remedial for you. Um, I understand if you don't stick around. But we are trying to, um, you know, if we get new fans, if we get new people uh, who listen to the show or who are interested in rock racing, this is for them uh, to try and, I guess, educate them on what's going on so when they get there, they don't think we're a bunch of rednecks climbing hills. Um, so, Daniel, what I want you to do is kind of, um, like I said, we're not going to play dumb here. If I'm coming to one of these things, I either own a Jeep, a side-by-side, um, or I've watched – you know, busted knuckle or mad ram. I, I I know what I'm getting into sort of, but give me an idea of like how the weekend works. Um, you know, maybe, um, how the events flow, what's on what days, uh, maybe explain the classes a little bit. Um, just kind of let me know what to expect when I get there. Right. So generally a lot of people work Monday through Friday. And unfortunately, if, if you're just going to come to event for that weekend, you're going to miss the racing on Friday, which is just as action packed as Saturday's events. So if you can squeeze away from work on Friday we usually have our drivers meeting Friday around 11 o'clock and then around 12 o'clock 
we will usually start with the UTV stock class. And then once we do the UTV stock class, which is more or less like, I, I don't want to say average Joe's, but I, I mean, I guess that, that shoe fits. So it's more or less like bring, bring your full body and a helmet and safety gear and, you know, come have a blast because it's, it's basically you take a stock UTV and you run a mild course and you run twice and, and the combined time uh, determines who, who wins for the day. Well, hold on, hold on. I, w- I will step in. It's not combined times. Oh, well. Close, but not combined times. So we actually run on a point system. Right. Uh, combined times works for a tiebreaker. I was I was going to ask you this later, uh, but we'll just do it now. So for points in the series, if you are the fastest on hill one or run one, you get 50 points, and then it dwindles right. down to the bottom. Uh, hill two, same thing. Whoever has the most points at the end of the day, there's your winner. Right. And then um, – if there was to be a tie, then we go to combined times and whoever's the that's fastest right. wins. So like last week at, um, at, uh, Hawk, Hawk pride, that's where we're going last week at West Virginia stock class, uh, Brandon Davis, Braden up church tied in points. Brandon beat him overall by three seconds. Right. So he gets the win. I didn't mean to cut you off. So, uh, no, that, hopefully you know where you was, but yeah, it, it uh, Basically, we want run round one, UTV stock, and then go into UTV cup, which is a, a little bit more of, of a challenged course. Um, you could still run a stock full body in, in that class, but a majority of those guys are running chassis buggies. And uh, it's it's the same same way point system, uh, you know they they run one hill, and then after that it's usually the VIN class, which is uh, kind of like your beater jeeps or, or uh, you know uh, you look up the 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 rules for each class, but basically you know it's it's like a a trail rig with stock suspension. And uh, that that class is just as fun to watch as the big bouncers are on Saturdays. And then um, after we run the first round for UTV Stock, UTV Cup, and VIN class, we'll have a brief intermission, and then we'll start back over with UTV Stock for round two, then round two for UTV Cup, and then round two for VIN class. And... Um, I'm going to say, you know, we're usually finished up by about three that afternoon. So, uh, you know, that gives everybody time to enjoy the afternoon, work on the race cars, get, get prepped if those guys are going to be running bounty for Saturday. But if you come in the afternoons, that's a good time to meet the drivers, you know, see how they did, maybe go trail riding with some of them. I know a lot of times we like to get together with, with some fans and some locals and try to ride some of these parks and uh, see how awesome they are. All right. So as a fan, uh, I've never been to a race. I, I suspect that um, you're racing hills and whatnot. 
we're we're way out in the woods, right? I can't get there unless I've got a side by side, or I've got to get a ride. Is how do I get to where we're racing? Right. So uh, you know, a lot of these parks that that's the good thing about these race promoters. They try to cater to people that that may not have a side by side or may not have a jeep. So a lot of these race hills are within walking distance of of the parking area. Uh, there's a few that that we have from time to time that are not, but uh, a lot of times you generally could uh, possibly get in and out with a, a streetable four wheel drive vehicle. So parks like uh, expanding on that a little bit. Parks like Wildcat, Windrock, uh, West Virginia, uh, Bikini Bottoms, Mid America. Uh, well, Mid America maybe not so much, but. Um, a lot of the parks we go to, uh, the promoters really do put an emphasis on trying to have an event area. Right. Sometimes that's great um, for on-site food vendors, uh, for, right. for people like me who, who sell merchandise and things at the races. That's great. Uh, sometimes it comes at the sacrifice of the hill. But you get so many more people in there. Um, it's a much better experience for the crowd because they do have um, places to go shop, food to go get, you know, right. during recovery times. But most of the parks we go to, uh, I feel like, are that way. Uh, right. You're, you're right there in, in, a, in a general area. So most of them are not that far out in the woods. Right. The, I, would, I would say nine out of ten – you know, are fairly accessible. Um, most of them are going to have porta potties on site, uh, and, and you know they're. You know, you say porta potty, you know everybody freaks out, but uh, a lot of these things are super super clean. And then you know a lot of times there are food vendors there, so uh, you know all you got to do is is just sometimes just show up, you know, and and rest of the stuff is usually obtainable at the park. Dude, the first time I ever came to Windrock, I had no idea what was going on. Um, I loaded up. Um, it was my first ever uh, national rock racing event at Windrock. Um, we just decided last minute to go. So we loaded up my razor, uh, a tent, some hats and shirts. And we're like, well, we'll ride down. Uh, I've got my stuff. We can you know, tool on out to the, wherever they're racing. And we'll set up, and, and while we're watching the race, we might sell a hat or two. Right. Uh, got there, had no idea why I brought my razor. It right. was literally in my way. Because uh, right. we, we pulled right to the ropes uh, at the race hill. And so, like I said, a lot of those parks are that way. It's really accessible. Um, Hawk Pride, like I said, is down over a hill. Um, West Virginia was down over a hill a little bit, but... Uh, we try and keep it accessible for the fans. Uh, just makes it for a better day. Right. All right. So that was pretty much uh, our Friday day with the UTV stock, which is, uh, like Dan said, is more or less just a, it's a go buy a razor. Come race. Right. Uh, UTV unlimited class, which is still go buy a razor and come race, or you can build whatever you want. As long as it's power sports based and come race. And then Venn class. Saturdays, 
tell us a little bit about about the day on Saturday, start times, what's running, uh, what to expect on that day. So the Saturday starts a little bit earlier for us. We're usually doing a, a driver's meeting uh, around nine or ten that morning, and that that usually takes twenty thirty minutes. Uh, we get our running orders situated. And then a lot of the guys will look at the hills while they run the uh, UTV youth class, which is, is a blast to watch. The, uh, the promoters of, of the UTV youth class wanted to make it fair for the kids. There's, there's no super hopped up machines. Basically every machine is, is stock other than, wheels and tires and uh you know a lot of times they'll run those kids first and then we'll go over into the utv bounty uh utv bounty runs the same exact hills as the big bouncer uh we just kind of show those guys the lines and, and what to do and how to hit it and then uh after we run our round one the uh the big bouncers fire up and and hit the same hills that we do um, usually after the, the bouncers, they'll have a brief intermission, a lunch, uh, you know, last probably about 30 minutes to an hour. And then they'll go back in and run the youth class again, UTV bounty, and then the big bouncers again. And then usually after the big bouncers run their second hill, I would say within 20 or 30 minutes, we all get together and do our podiums for the day. So Saturday's a bit um a bit longer of a day than friday start earlier but they do tend to get over with on saturday the reason we start early um is so we can get done early let people right. enjoy their saturday evenings you know if racers want to drive home they can drive home if you want to stay at the park trail ride you can do that it's not a killer for all weekend so saturday there's a lot of action uh typically yeah but it's it's compacted you right know, once we get started there she goes all right so talking about uh you know getting everything started getting it going uh you know most motorsports has a qualifying session or something like that where we're not a um we're not racing against each other we're racing against a clock right so how do uh how does the series define who goes when in the order uh you know how how's all that worked out previous to or is it just chaos is everybody just whenever you get in line you go so it's it's more or less like organized chaos so on sunday nights they stop registration for each event so the sunday prior to the event They'll stop registration at like five o'clock on Sunday, I believe. I'm not don't hold me to that, but um, you know it's pretty close. They take those registered drivers and then they they put them in a, a, a put them in a list, and then they draw numbers for each driver. So. Uh, just say if there's 10 UTV bounty guys, they'll pull 10 chips and and put them in a hat and then they'll go through, uh, 
you know, each driver pull a chip. And if driver uh, Joe Blow, you know, is called, then they pull that chip. And if it's chip number two, then Joe Blow is number two for that running order of, of the 10 participants. So generally, if we have um, 13 or more drivers per class, the 13th chip is, is a lucky, lucky number 13. That driver decides whether he or she wants to go first, stay in order and run 13, or go last on both hills. But you have to, uh, you know, stick with, with whatever you choose. Like if you want to go first, you go first on both hills. Um, and then also the person that draws the number one slot decides whether the late entries, which in the late entries would be anybody that registers after Sunday's drawing. So driver that number one would decide whether the late entries go to the front or to the back. So they retain that order once it's decided. So if, and this is kind of where the mix up happened last weekend at West Virginia, uh, the person who drew number one was not there, but it was decided that the late entries were supposed to have ran first on Hill one and Hill two. So that's where the confusion got, you know, was thrown in for West Virginia because they ran first on Hill one and then on Hill two, it was just automatically decided that they ran in the back. So, but not to get into all that, that's, that's just kind of to tell you what what that, that makes sense. Um, Right. See, I didn't know that before we, we talked about that last week. That, that makes sense on why there was some, some uh, confusion on that, I suppose. Right. Right. Now, I don't want anybody to think that I was calling them out last weekend. It just, uh, you know, it was just, it was chaotic. You know, we, we have a driver's meeting with a driver's list. You know, you're supposed to stick to that. And that was the first time that it had been shuffled that I'm aware of. But but generally, that's usually the how we pick our driving order and, uh, you know, decide who goes first and who goes when. Um, Go ahead. So, so another thing that uh, – the national rock racing does hill one is the odd odd numbers so for hill one whoever drew number one if they decide to go first it will go in order odd so i know this is confusing but this is just the way we do it and once you get used to it it's you know it's no problem but it took me uh I'm going to say probably 127 races to figure out how all this works. <laughs> it's but not, it's it, not bad till you get to finals. Right. So, uh, you know, driver one goes first, driver three goes second, driver five goes third, and so on. Once all the odd people ran, then it goes to number two, four, six, eight, and so on. So if that's not chaotic enough, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could make it a little bit more difficult Math but uh, is hard but it's hard to keep up with and it's like the points like i still don't know like you know first place gets 50 points for for one hill um and second place i think is like 47 or something then it then it 
you know, the gap lessens as it goes on down. But they also incorporated a new rule this year as if, if I'm saying that, if I'm thinking correctly, first place is 50 points. You get first place overall for the day. You get an additional three points. Yeah, they, um, we had that discussion uh, in the offseason about those additional points. And it was kind of um, – it was it was started as a discussion to um, – like if you had a tie, which we have had, uh, right. even like this last week, and we had a tie in points, like I said, with Braden and Brandon. Um, they both walk away from the event last year. They would have both walked away from the event with the same amount of points. Well, right. somebody's got to win. That's right. And so we wanted the winners to be awarded something a little extra. So if you win, you get three bonus. If you're in second, you get two bonus. Third, you get one bonus point. Right. Um, which I think is pretty cool. So this was – you You led me right in. I was going to ask you about, um, you know, I've been to a lot of races as a fan before I started doing this. And a lot of times, if I didn't keep up with times myself or the announcer didn't tell me as we were going on with the day, I had no idea what was going on. So right. our, our uh, like you said, our point system is how it's, how it's done. Um, I don't know, you know, is there somewhere at the races? And I know, uh, is, there, is there somewhere fans can figure out what's going on? Like who's actually leading? Um, depending on which series you, you are, are following outlaw usually has their times on an led clock and, and that'll pretty let much let you see what driver gets time wise. But as far as keeping up with it, there's, there's really, um, you know, no way to know unless you're writing it down or keeping up with it yourself saying like, okay, well, Joe Blow ran a 23.67. We know that he's in first, you know, if, if somebody runs faster than a 23.67, then you know that they knocked Joe Blow out of first position. But, um, you know, I got to give it to Zach with, with the National Rock Racing Association because uh, he, he pretty much will tell you, uh, you know, how how it is you know if your your first top three or four drivers somehow he keeps up with the times and and he lets you know you know who's in first or second or or who's who's beating who you know it, it seems to work out pretty pretty good for him well i know i know he they do a good job about announcing the times and as a fan um i guess the best advice i have to to fans um if you're that interested yeah they're <laughs> Guys, we've got to get a leaderboard up uh, somewhere. And and they've done that before previously. Um, put a screen on the trailer um, where people could see the scores. Um, I wish we could do that all the time um, on a bigger capacity somehow. Right. Um, but if I think of it like a baseball game. A lot of people used to love um, – a lot of old school guys – these new kids probably don't know how to keep score. Um, you could go to a baseball game. Uh, we used to go to Cincinnati Reds all the time, and there would be all kinds of guys sitting around with a scorecard. Yeah. Just keeping their own score. Just 
because they love to do it. And right. if you're that interested in who's actually leading and things like that, uh, bring a pad and a piece of paper, write down the times. Um, if you got the times, you pretty well can tell who wins. Now, sometimes it does get a little weary uh, when it comes down to the points. But the reason we do the points. So the reason we do the points is if you have a really good run on hill one, like you blow the field out of the water, you just was wide open. That's great. You go to hill two and you get hung up on one little thing and it costs you four or five positions. Mm-hmm. Combined times, you're killed, maybe. Right. But points-wise, you still have enough points for the podium or to win. Um, so it, it, it helps you if you have a bad run to stay in contention. Um, and a lot of times our courses are different. And not that that really matters, but it is different. So if if you have a real good run on one hill and a not so good run on the second hill, you're not really that – you're not punished for it as much as times. Right. Times would be easier, but I like our point system. Uh, yeah. 50 and points to the winner, and I think you said – what was it, 47, 44? Yeah, it's some, something like that. Yeah. And then, it you know, it kind of goes down from there, and it's – you know, it, it takes a whole team to keep up with that as, as well. Um, you I've, know, I've been with the series since 2016. I still don't know them. I wait yeah. for every Tuesday. This is, guys, this is why we do the podcast on Tuesdays. And I shouldn't tell my secret. Because <laughs> hey. now he's going to wait until Wednesdays to do it or something. <laughs> uh, every week after the race, uh, all the final results and official points are posted on the National Rock Racing Association.com website either on Monday or Tuesday mornings. So we have all that information where we have it accurate for the rundown portion of our show at the end of the day. So that's why we wait till Tuesdays a lot of times to put these out. Uh, that way we're not guessing and making people mad and telling people they're second place when they're not and all this jazz. Right. Uh, Clyde, keep doing a good job there, buddy. Uh, but overall, uh, that's pretty much our weekend. Um, you know, if you're that interested in who won, stay around. There is a podium like Dan was talking about. Um, the races, it's a time trial event. Uh, of course, you know, Pro Rock does the knockout stuff where you got two side by side, but knockout is so far removed from what it was when it started. Right. Um, it's just a drag race now. Uh, right. So it is a time trial event. There is a lot of downtime. Uh, if we get to a place much like uh, West Virginia, the big bouncers. So if you have small kids with you when you're coming to races, uh, make sure they have something to entertain themselves because there will be some downtime. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. It takes a while to get these rock bouncers recovered off the hills um, safely. Uh, we try not to just shove them over a hill like has been done in the past. Uh, right. We want to make sure everybody's safe. So, like I said, there is a lot of downtime. Make sure you get kids has got something to do. Uh, guys, bring you a cooler, some chairs, uh, some bug spray. Get RC car. Yeah, get you an RC car. Come up to Rock Life Off-Road uh, Vendor Trailer. Get you an RC car. Yep. Um, we'll set you up. It's a great weekend. And like I said, we're uh, we're usually done on Saturdays. Depending on the crowd, I think the latest Saturday I've seen in a long time has been like four o'clock, four or five o'clock. Right. There's still plenty enough room that 
that if you come to the park to ride, you can ride the rest of that afternoon. And a lot of these parks, if there's an event there and, and just say they have quiet time or they, they shut down and over riding after dark, a lot of these parks will stay open and, and let you ride, not ride at the park uh, on some event weekends. Yeah. They want everybody to get their money's worth uh, because we do, we take up a lot of your day. Uh, we too try and one, while we're running, we try and go as quick as we can. We try and stay organized as we can. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we'll run through a whole event and not have a single recovery. But that is very, very seldom. Um, and especially like this last race at West Virginia, we got two or three rock bouncers up there hung on trees. That's sketchy. That takes a minute to get them all out. Um, so you be prepared for some downtime. But man, if you guys have never been to one of these events, uh, we'll post the full season schedule, which is, you know, we're halfway through now. I'll post the full season schedule. If we're anywhere around where you live or within driving distance, make sure you come out to one of these events one of these days. If it's not our series, um, if you don't like the hill climb stuff. Now, Friday race, there is some hills in it usually, uh, but it's more coursey. I know I've said that a few times on the show. It's more, it's more of a course. It's not as severe. Uh, so you get a little bit more of a racy feel, I guess you could say on Friday, Saturdays are usually hill climbs. Um, there is, there is some, uh, some course leading up to it more or less as a, as a time killer, I guess, or, uh, something to hijack Jay Stortz's run. Uh, but Saturdays is usually more severe, more exciting. Uh, if if I had to pick uh, one day, I would definitely want to come see the Rock Bouncers if I've never seen them. Uh, Saturday's a little shorter, a little more compact. So come out sometime and see us, guys. Uh, National Rock Race Association, like I said, I'll post this year's, uh, the rest of this year's schedule. And as soon as we have the 24th schedule, which usually doesn't come out until December, January. Uh, you know, whenever we get to that point, we'll make sure and post that, but come out to one of these events one of these days, guys. Uh, do we miss anything as far as, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as like an event weekend or, uh, the classes, anything, you know, something else we, uh, I just thought of something. If you cannot get to one of these, go to rockracingtv.com. That's right. Uh, rock racing TV on Facebook, YouTube. You know, we have a, uh, this is something our series does that no other series does. Uh, there is a full production team there. Um, all the races are live cast on Facebook and YouTube. So if you can't get to one on per in person, check them out, check out busted knuckle, mad Ram 11, high octane. You know, we're going to start putting out a few videos, of race, race content, uh, ourselves now. So it's there. If you can't get to an event, there's several ways to consume it. Uh, and I'm sorry if I cut you off. Uh, we miss anything really? Not that I know of. I, that pretty much covered everything. Like, like I said, um, you know, I, I did also want to mention, you know, the Hillside Live on race, Rock Racing TV. You know, those guys, that's full production team. Uh, you know, there's there's more behind the scenes stuff that goes on that you don't see on film on camera like you said come out to the events see these hills in person video does not do these hills justice 
uh, you know, support the drivers, buy some merch because they, these drivers depend on merch sales to get to and from events, you know, pay for fuel, uh, you know, come out. If nothing else, just see them, you know, sh- shake their hands, tell them you enjoy watching them. Um, you know, I, I, I always just consider that this like a hobby, having a good time, but uh, you would be amazed the amount of, of drivers, uh, you know, whether it's it's somebody that's just racing that event or a season driver you know there's there's fans of the sport and they want to support every driver so uh you know come out and see them yeah i mean uh it's kind of surreal to me you know i've i've had customers call the store uh here and they've asked me about you and i was like well how how do you know dan they're like oh we we watch all the races we like dan he's our he's he's our guy i'm like oh that's cool you know it's uh it is big time motorsports it's big money motorsports um i do think we get thought of as probably the the redhead stepchild of motorsports sometimes just because of the roots of this uh but it is anything but that uh the technology has just you know we got hydraulic steering and razors uh, right. these bouncers with the, the trailing arm setups and the big horsepower and the, you know, all the new shock technology and things. These ain't the buggies they was 10 years ago. That's right. Um, so it, it is big time motorsports and a lot of people put a lot of effort into it. I know you do, you know, you were working on the buggy today. You know, right. got to get up and, and, and get loaded up and get finished up in the morning. Um, so it's, it's good. All the support we can get. We really appreciate it. Uh, come to an event. Uh, watch it on Hillside Live on Rock Racing TV. Um, check out all the media partners. There's all kinds of coverage. But if you've never been to an event, get to one. Like Dan said, these hills. Guys, I was looking back at the at uh, the footage from this past week in West Virginia. That hill don't look like nothing mm-hmm. on video. But rest assured, it is pretty damn gnarly all right guys uh like i said at the start of the episode you know we wanted to do something a little different uh just kind of wanted to educate some people i hope we didn't get too boring there um if you've never been you know maybe this was a a guide to kind of uh what got me thinking about this the other day was uh uh school's about to start here and my kids going to kindergarten for the first time and I just got to thinking about the podcast and him going to school. And he asked me a question about one of the, uh, the razors. And I was like, Hmm, this may be the perfect time to give a little schooling on, you know, what it is we do. Right. Uh, and so that's what got me thinking about it. Um, like I said, I hope we didn't bore everybody to death. Um, if we did oh well, We'll, we'll have more content next week. Uh, you got anything for our listeners, sir? No, just appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we've, we've actually picked up some speed with the podcast. And even though this was more of a, a get back to the roots, this is more or less the episode for the newcomers of the sport. Um, and, and don't forget and don't hate, you know, you were there once too. So, I mean, just yeah, everybody's got their first at something. So, uh, this was kind of our idea of a way to shed light on somebody that may be coming with a racer 
or to come watch their favorite racer for the first time, just to kind of give them some insight of what to expect on a race weekend. The first official race of any series I think I ever went to um, was straight up series mm-hmm. at AOP. Uh, God, God, I don't even know what year it was. I'd been to some like one-off events, just right. park put together. But the first series event I ever went to was AOP, and dude, I fell in love. It's a uh, it's a good time. Uh, guys come out and see us sometimes. Um, that's it. We'll get out of here. Uh, stick around. We got the rundown next. We're going to talk a little bit about the famous uh reading rumble. Yeah. All right, guys, time for this week's edition of The Rundown. No National Rock Race last weekend. Uh, we did have some Ultra 4 racing up in Reading, Pennsylvania for the famous Reading Rumble presented by Project X Off-Road. Uh, they had several different classes running. We'll get started on them with the UTVs. In the 4900 class, Hunter Miller took the win in the Pro Mod division with Brian Stone in second and John Seaman in third. For the Open division, UTV Open, Jeff Donda was your winner. Brandon Minnick was second, and Cody Quattlebaum was third. UTV Stock Class saw Aaron Lynch take the win with Jody Ford in second and Nathan Parker in third place. 4800 Legends Class with Ryan Taylor had the win, Justin Barth in second, and Brian Trimpey in third. 4500 Class, Jesse Oliver was the winner with Kim Matson in second and Cody St. Clair in third place. For your 4400 Class, Philip McGilton was your winner. Josh Blyler in second, and Rusty Blyler in third. Now, we're headed to uh, to Scumbia, Alabama this weekend at Hawk Pride Mountain Off-Road Park for the National Rock Racing Association's, I think this is round number six. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, hope we have a good showing down there this weekend and get to have a lot of fun, meet a lot of people. So uh, we'll be on again next week. We'll have a uh, post-race show from Hawk Pride, uh, or not from Hawk Pride, but about Hawk Pride. So be on the lookout for that. Guys, thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.